Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 29th day of May. I am your host, Paul White. I want to invite you to come be with me next Sunday. One week from today, I will be at the Tabernacle of Hope in Westminster, South Carolina with Pastor Jamie Groover. Uh, I will be ministering Pentecost Sunday, and I'm very excited about a word that I feel the Holy Spirit put in my heart weeks ago. Pastor Jamie is so kind as to have an open door policy. He and I have become very good friends, and he and his wife, Gloria, are often a part of our Tuesday evening Bible studies in North Georgia, and he just let me know months ago, if you have a word, let me know, and I I want to preach Pentecost Sunday, man. So I'm excited about it, and if you're in the Clemson, South Carolina area, that's just a few miles from Westminster, come see us at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time next Sunday morning. Of course, we will record that encounter and eventually have that up here for you on our podcast site and our website. Uh, By the way, paulwhiteministries.com is where you can find all of our material. And we are putting together a brand new um, Paul's Partners, which is a new portal on our website. It's going to go live soon. I'm going to tell you more about it in the next few days and weeks. But Paul's Partners is going to be a, a part of our site that we will have a lot of material that is not available elsewhere that can help your journey. The entire Revelation to Transformation author's journey that I took with our group in Chapin, we recorded that. They are the only ones that have ever seen that or been involved in that. And uh, we are going to make that available over the next several weeks. I'll tell you all about that soon, but that's coming up. And also, Uh, As I said before, we are on the closing pages of our latest book, Greater Than Jonah. And I mean literally on the last few words now. We're about just about have this thing locked down very, very soon. So it should be an exciting summer of some things coming up. Um, Let's let's not get too deep into the weeds on announcements. Um, There's always stuff to talk about, but I have been promising you the finish of the 16th verse of 1 Timothy 3 for days now. And I know we're not in any kind of speed crunch, uh, time crunch, so um, let's jump in there today and hit those last three verses. We'll see if we can get out. We may not be able to. I'm not too worried about it. Tomorrow marks Memorial Day and the final um, day of the month of May for the regular journey because on Tuesday we have the essay edition, and I told you yesterday we're going to talk a little bit about what I've learned in the Jonah journey. Uh, might set you up a little bit for that tomorrow as well. Um, uh, that short little essay on Tuesday will will kind of be a preview in some respects of what you can expect from that book. Um, here are let's reread verse sixteen, First Timothy three sixteen. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Um, I, I know I didn't get real deep into that phrase, mystery of godliness. Um, I, I Paul. The Greek's a little bit different there. Um, Could be a little bit like hidden truth. Um, The mystery of godliness. If I had to run to another Pauline moment, I'd probably take you to Galatians 3.28, where Paul said there's neither Jew nor Greek, slave or free, male or female. You're all one in Christ Jesus. That seems to be that mystery of godliness. Then he describes the Jesus that we have. God manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels. And here's our three. Preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Preached among the Gentiles, 
actually does not start with Paul. It starts with Peter. In Acts chapter 10, Peter takes the gospel to the house of Cornelius, uh, who is a part of the Italian band. These, this house full of Gentiles has been seeking God. We're not really positive what that looked like. What does a group of Gentiles seek the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Even why do they? But what does it look like when they seek him? Um, they don't know anything, and they certainly don't know the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit visits Peter while he's at rest on the rooftop in Joppa. And as he's about to eat lunch, here comes a lunch for him. A sheet full of unclean animals descends for him, and the Holy Spirit says, Take, kill, and eat. And Peter says, I've never eaten anything that is unclean. And this happens three times. And God instructs him, Don't call anything unclean that I've called clean. There's some guys going to knock on your door. Go with them. And lo and behold, some guys knock on his door from the house of Cornelius, and Peter goes with them. And when he arrives at Cornelius' home, he says to him, I don't know why I'm here, but God sent me, and what I've learned is to not call unclean what God calls clean. And what a remarkable leap by Peter, who goes from seeing unclean animals in a sheet and within 24 hours realizes that the unclean animals in the sheet have greater implications. They actually represent the unclean Cornelius in his house. And Peter makes the proper jump and says, I don't call anything unclean God calls clean. I'm here to tell you about Jesus. And boom, as he introduces them to the forgiving, forgiving power of the blood of Jesus, the Holy Spirit descends into the room and they are all saved and they're all filled with the Spirit. And Peter knows they're saved because... He knows they're filled with the same spirit he's filled with because he hears them speak with tongues. And this is an external sign to Peter that Gentiles can receive exactly what he did. Because there's no other, there's no physical signs of salvation. And so that moment where they begin to speak with other tongues is Peter's sign that if they can receive the spirit, they must be the, the clean, even though they appear to be unclean. This is the first preaching among the Gentiles. In a way, not really, because Jesus did it. He didn't specifically go to preach among the Gentiles, but every time Gentiles approached him, he, he remained approachable, whether it's the woman in, uh, the Syrophoenician woman whose daughter was vexed by a devil or the centurion whose servant was at home sick. He found a way to touch the untouchable. But even that wasn't actually the first time. What my journeys in Jonah has shown me is that God, way back in Jonah's era, was sending a prophet to a heathen nation. He sends Jonah to Nineveh, which is the capital of Assyria. The Assyrians are sworn enemies of the Israelites. They are the, their oppressors. They are the very definition of the others in the most evil sense. And yet God sends an agent of mercy to them because the heart of God has always been for the others. Preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world. As you can tell, we're not going to get through all three, but let's at least cover that second one. Look at Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 6. This has come to you as it has also in all the world and is bringing forth fruit as it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God and truth. In Colossians 1 Paul believes that the gospel has already went into all the world. What does he mean by that? And just in case you think it's just an oversight or just a, uh, a moment where Paul says something 
a bit superlative. Look at the 23rd verse. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded, steadfast, not moved from the hope of the gospel, which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, have become a minister. Did Paul think that everybody on the earth had heard the gospel? I don't know. It's hard to say. But he did think everybody in their known world had had access to the gospel. A lot of times in the New Testament, when you hear phrases like the whole earth or into all the earth, you're you're dealing with the whole of the Roman Empire because that's where they considered the whole world. And so when Paul says to Timothy, it's been believed on in the world, his idea is that Jesus, the mystery of godliness manifested in the flesh, has reached out into the whole world. And that doesn't mean every single person has heard, but that there's no, there's no spot of darkness left that the light of Jesus has not touched. That leaves me with one more. Received up in glory. We'll do it tomorrow. I'll see you then. God bless.